What's happening? Welcome to the People Show on a Friday. Getting you set for the weekend. Coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Kintech, Canada's favorite orthotic provider, powered by thousands of five star Google reviews, sore feet. What are you waiting for? Find your perfect fit at Kintech.net. Beck here with you. Elon Victor behind the glass running the show. You as well. 650-650 into our Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Dunbar Lumber, three stores to serve you in Ladner on Bridge Street. Dunbar Lumber Express at Ladner Center or Arbutus in Vancouver online at DunbarLumber.com. Friday editions of the show. You know what's happening. Big Six on the way in a bit. Brett Festerling will join us in the second half of the show for BFF, Brett Festerling Fridays, uh, and also Guys Naming Dudes. Love a good wrap-up of just Guys Naming Dudes. Just just, just shouting former players. Uh, we'll get to that in the in the second half of the show. We'll, we'll give you the prompt. Uh, you might be able to figure it out. Uh, actually, we'll, we'll give it to you now. We, we have Kent Johnson coming on the show later uh, in about uh, t- 10, 12 minutes. Columbus Blue Jacket. So you can figure out the rest there. Uh, but Kent Johnson, a uh, local product, will be joining the show here, getting ready for the Blue Jackets tomorrow in Vancouver uh, and uh, spending some time yesterday over at the Dyson Ice Gala, which was a tremendous affair as always. And just hearing from the players how consistent some of the messaging was. And, you know, we've heard it here times, uh, you know, set in the station by guests, analysts, whoever, uh, of... You know, at, at certain times of the year, do you start playing for yourself? And one thing that really stood out to me, and you just hear it from all the players, and Garland was saying it, and Miller, they were all saying it. Just just how focused they were on just, hey, what's next? Not even the All-Star break. Quinn Hughes yesterday speaking to us just wasn't even focused on the All-Star. He's going to the game. Five of his teammates. And it's like, no, we're, we're, we're focused on the next thing. And just start looking ahead to the playoffs and, and, and getting ready for what's to come. So that really stood out to me yesterday. The other thing, and I've been wanting to do this exercise, and you guys can play along with me here behind the glass. Because there was a stretch of time there, December, November. It looked like, all right, Vegas might get the first seed, Canucks and Kings 2-3. And I just felt like it was already projecting because the Oilers were so far away, the Flames were falling apart. It's like, all right, Kings and Canucks. And that's when the Kings were flying, the Canucks had had a nice start, but hadn't taken off like they have these last six weeks. And now it feels like, all right, if it's going to be Canucks and Kings in the first round, so we're getting ready for these playoffs and, and maintaining that focus for, for these teams, it, it, it's a different scenario here because it's Canucks maybe as the one seed in Pacific and the Kings maybe clinging to a wild card seed. And an exercise I like to do is, when you're looking in this series, take... If we did a draft of the 10 most important players of who defines this series, and if you're listening along, break up the Excel spreadsheet, pen and paper, whatever you want to do, notes app in your phone, just just list who you think is the 10 most important players who impacts winning in that series versus the Canucks and the Kings. Because a few weeks ago, we would have said, oh, man, this is really tense, really close. And this this exercise would have been really interesting and really tight. And you could have made a claim for a lot of, you know, Kings players when it was close. But it, it's not close right now for, for how the Kings are flailing and they're calling each other out. But let's just quickly do this exercise here. 
I don't know if you want to go it around in a circle here. We'll, we'll draft them one by one. But, or, or you guys just tell me if, if, if I'm off, off base on this. If I'm picking the most important player in a Kings Canucks series, I think Quinn Hughes goes number one. Like, controls the tempo of the game more than anyone right now in the league, as well as anyone in the league right now. I think it starts on defense. Like, defense wins championships. I'm starting on the back end, and Quinn Hughes is the first pick. I don't think anyone's going to argue you with that one. All right. He's captain of the Canucks for a reason. Excellent. I am going to go with Demko, however. Okay, so he, he would have been my number two. But either way, like, I think we're talking about the first two guys being Canucks. So we haven't even gotten to the first king, and we're two down for Vancouver. And if you're playing along, text in as well, 650-650. Do your own top 10 as well into the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Elon, is is the third a Canuck or is a third an L.A. King? Of who's the most important in a series between the Canucks and Kings? I'm going an L.A. King here. A lot of important guys. I'm going Andre Kopitar. Over, He's been there. Over He's Pedersen. In a playoff series, I want Kopitar. Interesting. Okay, so I, I, I have them next to each other. But I went with youth over age. So already, like, I went the top three guys were all Canucks. And as we go through this, maybe it evens out. But the top end to me in a Kings-Canucks series would be Hughes, Demko, Pedersen. And then this is where it gets interesting because and if you did this exercise to 15, if you did this exercise to 20, I think it would populate with a lot more LA Kings by that stage. But who's impacting the most should be scaled towards at the high end as well. For me, it's Hughes, Demko, Pedersen. Then in comes Kopitar, your first LA King. Then in comes Drew Doughty, who's still, you know, I'll, I'll take that guy's competitiveness over a lot of people. And then you're getting to the secondary group here. And JT Miller slides in here for me. But what is the next LA King for you guys? Is it Dubois, who's having all sorts of issues? But we know, we've seen him in the playoffs against LA, or against Tampa Bay. It went well for Pierre-Luc Dubois. When he is in the playoffs, he can dominate. Timbo's texting in JT Miller all day as far as the first guy. So I, I have JT Miller sixth in this spot. I know that seems rough, but it's it's really a testament to Kopitar and Doughty, if I can be. But it's Hughes, Demko, Pedersen, Kopitar, Doughty, Miller, comes to know. Shutdown center, like a proper shutdown center. You saw what he did in Montreal. He can absolutely do it. As far as who impacts winning, Deneau versus that lotto line or Deneau versus Pedersen would be a really interesting matchup. Philip Perona comes in for me. Kempe and Trevor Moore. You guys know how much I like Trevor Moore. I've said it a lot on the show. But no Dubois because I'm just a little concerned. It's, it's, it's not going well for Pierre-Luc Dubois in – California, he's sitting here with you know, 20 points in 45 games. Massive contract, obviously. Do you take Dubois over Besser in the playoffs? I mean, uh, probably yes, just because of the positional uh, importance. And look, the, the best version of Dubois is certainly in the conversation, even in the top 10. But it, it, it's it's hard to like... Buy into the idea of the the dude's gonna flip the switch. Yeah, what does form play for you? It should matter, right? Like some teams do it. Like you know, Tampa did it a couple of years ago, and it, it makes sense. But the volatility for Dubois to me is like that's sketchy to to just bet on over like a a Kempe 
or as Elon mentioned, like here's Brock Besser scoring goals this year, and it's been you know somewhat consistent. There, there's there's gaps obviously, but that look that's what happens with goal scorers. Trevor Moore just feels like he does it all the time. Kempe is their leading scorer right now. Fiala, it's like I don't know, man. Mikey Anderson, that's a steady stay-at-home team, man. Pairs well. How important is he? Garland, Bluger, you start getting to those guys. Like the the upside Dubois is so high, but man, I'd be terrified in that scenario of like I'm banking on that to be one of my four most most important players in a season that's going really awry. Scary for me. Scary for me. Uh, 650, 650. Keep coming to your thoughts in the Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. More love for JT Miller. Yeah, it feels a little bit harsh at six, but guys are in the way. Guys are in the way. All right, we got a lot coming up here. Uh, send in your thoughts. Your, your, your top 10. If you're drafting Canucks versus Kings, text them in 650, 650 into our Dunbar Lumber text message inbox. Divisional round this week. Ravens. We're on to conference round here. Sorry, divisional. Yeah, sorry. You're still living in the last week because the Bills lost. Is that it? Conference championships. I looked up and you were staring at me. I was like, I, I said something wrong. I wasn't sure what it was. Conference championships. Sorry. Uh, Ravens getting ready uh, to try to take down the Chiefs. 49ers versus the Lions. How are you feeling, by the way? I haven't seen you all week. Bills? Yeah, I had to take the week off because the Bills one? lost. Were you wearing your jersey on Monday like you said you would? No. It was a rough loss. I mean, it's in the past. We're going to move on to this week. It's in the past. That being said, Bick, the Ravens are taking this game because I think the Ravens are a lot more complete than what we saw from the Chiefs. Oh, the yeah. Chiefs just have Patrick Mahomes is literally what it comes down to. They have Patrick Mahomes but that's and the they best have Travis card. Kelsey. That's the best Andy trump card to have. Exactly. Right? Like Just as we were doing this whole exercise of like, Who's the best player? Who would in the you series? want in the NFL, Patrick Mahomes? If if you're breaking down, like who's the most important player in this in this game? It's Patrick Mahomes. And like, right, and we've never seen Lamar really turn it on in the playoffs. I think that's why NFL fans are like, "This is it. But, He's but, going but to the last, Super Bowl." Last week he did. In in the second half of that game, they they tweaked and they romped the rest of the way over Houston. This might be the the passing of a torch kind of game, and, and that's a bit odd. I, I just mean for this season. Like this is the, the the year where hey someone knocks down Mahomes and it's it's Lamar's time to ascend to the 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 tier that is discussed about with Burrow and Allen and and, and all the guys Lamar's you know, he's won an MVP but it, it's now do, too it, most it, likely it's, it's doing it in the playoffs right like that's what matters Burrow went through it got to a a final but this is it it feels like it's building for Lamar in in this spot and also the the, the Harbaugh's yeah. Harbaugh's but, winning the Natty and a Super Bowl in the same year? Well, John's been here before. Ooh, he knows yeah. what it takes. Baltimore's got a very complete team. You know, it sucks. We saw some of their running backs go down early in the year. They're running with Dalvin Cook and Melvin Gordon and, and Gus Edwards, but here we are. The bus, man. Gus the bus. All right, uh, we'll do big six here because I had a rough one last week. Uh, one and three last week, but uh, let's get to big six. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Take it to the house. It's Big Six. All right, one and three last week. 57, 55, and six on the year. Just a hair above 50%. Two games to go for this weekend. I'm taking Ravens minus three and a half versus the Chiefs. 
as Elon was just talking about. They just look more complete. A couple of injuries prop, uh, cropping up for the Chiefs as well on the offensive line. That's going to be an issue with how stout this Ravens D looks right now. Mike McDonald is doing a fantastic job. My pick for Seahawks coach, but he hasn't had an interview yet. He's too busy uh, prepping for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and potentially the uh, NFC champion. I won't reveal who my pick is just yet. But they just look so solid. And last week, the ability to adapt in that game, like that was a thing that we haven't seen Lamar do in the playoffs where it went bad early in a couple of games and it kept snowballing. The, the ability by Todd Monken on the offensive uh, staff there to find the weak spot for the Texans and just tack it the rest of the way. And the thing that should be noted, this Ravens defense is spectacular. I know it's put out a stat by uh, Aaron Schatz, who's joined us here on uh, the People Show a, a few times in the last few weeks. This is like one of the best teams we've ever seen, like top eight in DVOA in all facets of the game. Every special teams, passing, run defense, whatever it is, that run defense and, and that defense on a whole, it's been fantastic this year. Uh, Ravens, minus three and a half. I'm laying the points here. They win 33-24. 49ers, minus seven and a half versus the Lions. I just got a bad feeling for this one. I feel like the 49ers had their scare, right? I know we talked about it on Monday. Are you feeling more confident after that game? It, it, was, it was a sketchy one versus Green Bay. But you, you go through that bye week, a little bit of rust. Remember, they, they, they rested some guys in week 17 as well. So they had some time off between that game against the Packers who were firing on all cylinders. Do you go through that scare and does it wake you up to get ready for this game? And it's a step up in class in a big, big way for Detroit. This is not, hey, we're, we're, we're the facing some plucky underdogs here. You're facing the big bully in this spot. And there's a couple of things I like, and seven and a half points is a lot to cover, a ton to cover. But styles make fights. And I just worry that the best thing the Lions do offensively plays right into the best thing the 49ers do. Throwing into the middle of the field. Those linebackers will cover so much ground. And with the pass rush, does Jared Goff, all it takes is one mistake. One mistake, and this 49ers team can boat race you. And I, I just got a ton of fear for the, the Lions if one thing goes wrong for them. As much as they can bite kneecaps and as much as, as the grit that they've shown has been phenomenal. I, I just worry that this 49ers team, Debo back, if they get one opening, now that they had their scare, they are just, you know, see blood and just fire away. Uh, so I'm going to go 49ers laying the points 34-21. So it's Ravens minus 3.5, 49ers minus 7.5. Ravens, 49ers, Super Bowl, a rematch. Let's do it all over again uh, from a handful of years ago. Okay, tomorrow at Rogers Arena, Columbus Blue Jackets in town. Uh, local product uh, on the scene, Kent Johnson, uh, Columbus Blue Jackets Ford, joins us now. Kent, how are you? Tomorrow, Columbus Blue Jackets will be in Rogers Arena versus your Vancouver Canucks, and uh, we get a chance now to talk to uh, one of their forwards, uh, Kent Johnson, who joins us on the People Show now. Kent, how's it going? 
It's good. How are you guys? Uh, doing excellent, man. Uh, excited to see you tomorrow because it felt like this time last year is when you popped into Rogers Arena and there was so much hoopla around the Canucks, right? Rick Talkin had just come in and it, it feels like your your return to home kind of got overlooked last year. So uh, a chance to see you uh, this year and, and a bit more focus on you, I hope, this year. Uh, what's it been like this year and uh, getting ready for tomorrow? Uh, what are you excited about? Yeah, I mean, obviously, super exciting to come home and, and play the Canucks for me. Uh, uh, came to a lot of games as a kid, and just yeah, it just feels like a really special night uh, coming home. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a little up and down year, but it's been good. And uh, you know, feel like I'm getting better here and uh, really developing, uh, which is which is great, and uh, having some fun. You cross over a uh, hundred games in the in the NHL this season, so now that it's a hundred and nineteen down, uh, what are you uh, learning so far through three years? Uh, just, yeah. I mean, every game, like just learning the, you know, kind of little subtle things that, that really help, you know, things that I can do to help get the puck on my stick more and kind of, kind of how to use my strengths more. So, uh, yeah, it's been really good. Definitely, definitely feel like it's going well. Uh, you use a little bit of time to, uh, go down to the AHL and you come back, you know, what do you take away from that trip during November that it has, has applied here recently? Yeah. I mean, I think just getting a lot, a lot of minutes down there was the biggest thing, you know, playing a lot of the power play, having the puck in my stick a lot and, and kind of, you know, getting back to, to what makes me a great player and, and then, you know, just kind of taking those those things and doing them here. So, um, yeah, it was definitely really good. Uh, great group of teammates down there that was really fun to play with and uh, it was good. Is this stretch right now you're having is, is, is 12 points in 19 games? You know, you, you've obviously been productive last year, but are, are, are you feeling kind of at your most confident right now? Yeah, I mean, definitely. I think for me, like, the confidence is something that, that doesn't really waver, but uh, – I definitely feel really good about my game. I think I'm doing a lot of things really well. I'm really good on my exits and entries and, uh, you know, feel good on the power play, even if the points aren't coming yet. And I know it, I know it'll come. So, um, yeah, just got to keep going, and I think I'll, I'll get more results. Uh, what's been a, a challenging thing for this year? Because there, there's, there's so much you know, to talk about with Columbus at the start of the season with the coaching change and, and just kind of navigating that and, and then just trying to stay focused on the games that are at hand. What what has been you know some of the challenges and, and, and how you've grown through that? Uh, yeah, I think for me it just you know this this side of the year was challenging. You know, dealing with you know being scratched, opening a couple times, and uh, going down to Cleveland. Just kind of how I dealt with that. I think you know could have been could have been bad, but I obviously I think you know any situation you kind of turn into a positive. You have the right attitude and work the right way. So I think that's kind of kind of what I tried to do. And obviously you know I had good support with. But the you know the staff kind of helped me through that, and my teammates mostly. So uh, yeah, it's been good. What's been like the, the the messaging been like from the coaching staff since you've come back? Because you know the, the team's having a tougher year, but you're still on this development path, and and obviously you know as you progress through your career, they want to see you take those steps as well. What's been the message? What's been the message since you returned? Uh, yeah, just kind of keep uh, keep working hard, keep doing the little things that that they want to see. You know, uh, try to earn more trust in them so um that's kind of a big thing and then for me obviously just you know focusing on uh on my my stuff offensively that it's going to make me a great player too so uh you know just kind of doing all those things right uh so you're back home uh get a chance to uh, connect with some people uh who are you excited to see tomorrow yeah i mean uh see my mom uh see some family my girlfriend and uh yeah it'll be good to have a nice dinner tonight and and uh yeah it'll be really fun to see a bunch of people after the game uh, also, too, you're you're a uh, Wolverine, uh, Michigan product. Uh, you know we're, we're familiar with uh, a few Michigan product products here. Obviously, uh, you know you, you play with uh, Truscott as well, but also you know Quinn Hughes. How much banter is there between uh, 
seasons of, of of Michigan players between like hey one class was you know the 2017 class and and then your class the uh, 2022 class. Yeah, it's good. I mean, I think uh, you know all the Michigan alumni. You kind of feel feel connected, even if you you know you're just meeting them for the first time or whatever. And I don't know if you skate with them in the summers or whatnot. So it's it's cool. It's definitely a cool network, and um, it's fun to you know see guys having success. Like obviously, Quinn is doing unreal this year for Vancouver, and uh, just following different guys uh, around the league. Is that part uh, of, of of the state's kind of getting more recognition now? Because it was always you know Boston and Minnesota, and then here comes this Michigan over the last little stretch here that's been so fantastic, and and just that region finally getting a bit more love as far as what they can do for uh, for hockey. Uh, I mean, I I don't know. I mean, I personally I thought you know Michigan was always pretty on the map. Like when I was getting recruited, I thought mm-hmm. it was uh, you know like what well, I mean. I think they had the most ma- national championship, so I always kind of thought it was big hockey hockey market but yeah i mean uh definitely i think they're getting a lot of recognition lately with some of the, the high picks and whatnot so it's good to see for sure uh well we'll see you tomorrow uh best of luck here and uh coming off a win against calgary as well so uh uh kent uh, thanks for the time and uh we'll connect soon yeah thank you ken johnson joining us here on the people's show getting ready for the game tomorrow uh against your vancouver canucks uh, back at it we'll uh chat more about the game on the other side with Brett Fetchling. We'll be on the call tomorrow uh, with Brendan Batchelor, myself, Sat Shaw on the intermissions and uh, Sat and Reach on the pregame show tomorrow. All right, uh, before we go, though, uh, new thing here on uh, the People Show on Fridays, too. You'll hear the Giants report. So we get a chance to check in with Nathan Cantor for the Giants report. may only be January, but tonight the Vancouver Giants begin a mini three-game series against the Victoria Royals. That's right, three straight regular season games in a row against the same opponent, and a BC division rival at that, and it all begins tonight at the LEC at 7 p.m. The Giants still in seventh place in the West after their win over Kelowna on Sunday. That split last weekend's two-game set, while the Royals, still in fifth place in the West, had a similar fate last weekend, splitting two games against the Kamloops Blazers. Head coach Manny Vivero spoke yesterday about how excited he is to play three in a row against the same opponent. Well, I actually love it. I think it's a great little uh, mini playoff uh, series. You have best of three um, at a you know a very crucial time of year for us here. To we're you know trying to nip at their heels in the standings here and kind of solidify ourselves, solidify ourselves in a playoff position. For this three-game set against the Royals, the Giants will get two players back into the lineup. First, forward Kyron Gronick, who hasn't played since suffering a lower body injury on November 25th. The 19-year-old from Regina was producing well prior to the injury, chipping in 14 points in the first 21 games of his season. And he says he's thankful to the Giants' medical and strength staff for helping him get back into the lineup ahead of schedule. Yeah, obviously it's super hard, but uh, Juice and Bernie have helped me so much to get back faster than I was supposed to, but uh, in the physio room, in the workout room every day, also Jordo, he uh, put me through the workouts, tried to get me back in shape as fast as possible, and we weren't rushing at all, we just said if it happens, it happens, but we did a little bit more every day, and here I am today, so. Also expected back tonight is defenseman Colton Roberts, who had a fabulous showing at the 2024 Kubota CHL-NHL Top Prospects game on Wednesday night. He chipped in two assists, four shots on goal, and had a plus three rating as he helped Team Red defeat Team White 3-1. 
Coach Fiveros says the Giants coaching staff was not surprised at all to see him perform as well as he did and noted that he has been particularly pleased with Robert's skating improvement over the course of the season. One thing he's been working on since last year and then you really see him pay the dividends right now is just skating and uh, against uh, you know obviously the best prospect at his age group in the league uh, he did a really good job as far as uh, uh, you know his his lateral movement and getting up ice and that and that's something that was really impressive to watch and so with Gronick and Roberts expected back tonight the Giants get a big boost in their lineup ahead of three straight games against the Victoria Royals with the season series currently tied two games apiece. Remember, you can get your tickets for tonight's action or any Giants game at VancouverGiants.com tickets. For your Giants report, I'm Nathan Cantor.